Arcade Perfect Podcast, episode 17. It's me, Baz, as usual, and with me, my co-host with the most, hey! Mr. Sean Tagstar. How are you, mate? Uh, good, mate. Good. Not bad at all, Daz. How are you doing, pal? Yay! Good, mate. Good, good. I'm um, ripping ready to go. <laughs> You're ripping. What a ripper. You're ripping, what a ripper. Mate. <laughs> what ripper, a ripper mate. of an episode, Daz. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to love this game. This game's fantastic. <laughs> Well, we've, yeah. who, who have we drafted in for this one? Oh, it's a, the, the comeback kid, Mr. Kingy from RGDS Podcast. How are you, dude? Yeah. Clearly not by popular demand. Obviously, you had no one else to play with today, and you just asked me to come back, yeah? Mate, uh, everyone wrote in. They wrote letters to my house and said, we want Kingy back now. And he yeah. said, yep, so the public have spoken. That's it, well. You know, you can't let them down. I have returned then. So, hey, thanks for having me back, guys. It's fantastic. <laughs> no worries, mate. No, no I'm worries, glad mate. that you accept. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> and what are we playing, Mr. Tagster? Today we're playing that awesome Yu Suzuki game, does that I'm sure everybody loves. Everybody loves it, I'm sure. <laughs> it is Power Drift. Sega Power Drift. That, that awesome game that came a little bit later than our, a little, little bit later after our run. It's got to yeah, be. It's got to be bit. good, surely. Oh, never heard oh, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah, I can't. I can't wait to give my opinion on this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you watched hate mail. Hate mail. <laughs> oh man. Nah, yeah, yeah, no. It's, uh, I, I love this game, mate. I do. I really do. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> What about you, Kingy? Right, are, are, eh? are you a fan? Are you a fan, Kingy, off the off the bat? Oh, absolutely. I played this. It was short-lived in my local arcade when it appeared yep. in the, the late 80s. Um, obviously, many of these um, arcade machines were probably hired rather than bought by your local arcade amusement, so they only had them for a finite time. Yeah. And obviously, it isn't raking in the money they hoped, and it disappears quite quickly. But for its duration it was there I, I played it really often with one of my mates yeah. and I, I really think it's a, a, a an excellent game yeah. a lot of people think you know peak, that that style of game peaked without running all the rest but mm. I, I do think to a degree this took it to a new level yeah mm. yeah it does think it's exactly the same yeah <laughs> 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 oh. hey is there a beeper in this there's a beeper <laughs> Is there a beeper in this game? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, shall I talk a little bit about? Shall I talk a little bit about the game, and then uh, we can get into a bit more of our experience around it, shall we? Before we start Go. talking Go reviews, crazy. Go okay? Crazy. So, Power Drift. Power Drift, a game by Sega. It came out in 1988. It's a racing game made much made uh, lots of use of the sprite scaling technology. So this one was using a different board to outrun that had a few more bells and whistles on it called the Sega Y board. So it basically allowed um, additional planes of, of sprite scaling on um, on it. So basically it allowed twists and things like that compared to outrun, which was more of a scaling of, um, like f- f- uh, throughout, the sc- throughout the screen. It allowed different angles of uh, scaling on it. Um, Basically, this came out in a few different versions. Uh, it came out in a stand-up version. It came out in a, a sit-down version, which was a non-moving type. 
uh, which I think is pretty rare. I've seen those in Japan, but maybe not not many other places in the world. And then there's if you really want to play a good version, then there's the super the super deluxe version, uh, which is all all singing, all dancing, all moving uh, cab. So. Um, I don't know how many of us, if any of us have played that one, but that's probably, I would imagine that is the way, if you want to play Power Drift, that is the way that it was intended to be played, using that big deluxe cabinet. Um, it's another Yu Suzuki game, so the, the master uh, Yu Suzuki, uh, one of his games. Um, the idea of the game is to basically come in the top three positions uh, for each track. Uh, at the start of the game you choose which cart you want and something a little bit different about it was that you got to pick a, a character as well so if there's a certain character that you like there was a range of characters across the top of the screen depending on when you hit the accelerator button you could pick um, that character and be as that person in that cart and you basically had to choose then which course you wanted as well so you had courses A through to, uh, through to E um, what else can I tell you about it? Australia had its own uh, cabinet as well. Okay. So, yeah, so LAI, Leisure and Allied Industries, um, did their own cheaper, I would say, cheaper than buying a deluxe or bringing them in from mm -hmm. Japan when they first uh, appeared. Uh, they got the license to make their own version. So their version's pretty crazy. It's a wooden cabinet, sit-down one, and it had a roll cage on it. Like like oh, the what? like the buggy, so a oh, little bit different. It's okay. it's a little bit fugly, to be honest. A little bit fugly, <laughs> but diff bit, bit different. So I don't imagine there's too many of them uh, left knocking around. Uh, each course has got its own music track as well. Uh, so course A, there's a track called Side Street. Course B, like the wind. Course C, silent language. Course D, adjustment mind. And course E, artistic traps. So there's some of the songs from it. Quite a few ports, uh, which I think we'll cover during the um, during the episode. Uh, what else can I tell you? If you get um, first, second, or third, you basically get a trophy um, up at the top of the screen. Uh, getting the gold trophies all the way across the five uh, tracks of each course. Uh, basically gave you something pretty special at the end, an extra bonus stage, which we'll perhaps talk about a little <coughs> bit later on as we get into it. Um, anything else? I think that's pretty much all uh, from me. Anything that you guys want to add from an arcade point of view? Just about the game? Uh, I never I never saw it in the arcades growing up. Right. At all, anywhere. Oh, poor you. <laughs> oh, lucky. Oh. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. Let's play the violins. <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was actually a special, another uh, edition of Power Drift that came out as well, which you probably should mention, um, which was multiplayer. So it had different, okay. it had different ROM, a different ROM set, and you can, you can actually load it up into MAME where it's link up. So the idea was to have, it's a little bit un, unclear at this stage because there's very little information on it, but there is a, a main dump of it, is that you can either have up to four to eight, possibly up to eight people uh, playing it at once. So everybody has a different mm. colour car. There is a flyer for it uh, that shows up to four players. Um, 
There's a guy at the moment called Chris White who did a lot of um, cool things with OutRun. He's playing around with Power Drift. He's got quite a few of the arcade boards and he's talking about dumping the ROMs onto that and seeing if he can get them to link up to see if it's playable or not. But very, very hard, I think, to find if there is any. I don't know if any made it out of Japan, but it is definitely something that there's a flyer for and, um, and the ROM sets are available for it, so... That would have been pretty cool to be able to play it multiplayer. Did any of you guys hear of that? Have heard of that before? Yeah. I'd, I'd do well, that, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, until you posted on Twitter um, a few weeks back, I wasn't yeah. aware such yeah. a thing like that to that, that size existed. But yeah. it kind of makes sense because if, if you look at the other popular games, say like Daytona, and all the rest, mm-hmm. where they've got the multiplayer link up, and it, you know, it's a no-brainer for a game that is that is revered. I'm not, don't listen to Daz here. It is a revered <laughs> game. <laughs> it's, so I mean, I mean, that must be that must be a, a thing to to see. Imagine yeah. that seeing seeing that all like that would be great. Yeah, it would. Absolutely yeah. great. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I think it was intended for the for the wooden sit-down cabinet uh, being all pushed together all set up in a row together uh, like you okay. see on the flyer but um, yeah what a cool experience that must have been uh, there's a few photos of it at a, tra- at a trade show in Japan but I've never seen anybody post any pictures of it um, in an arcade so um, yeah I don't know if they've been been and gone or, or if there is still some, a few lurking around somewhere but at the moment I haven't, I haven't seen any but yeah I could imagine it'd be a good, good laugh to do that, <laughs> yeah. if that if you if you like the game, obviously if you like the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! All right. Um, All so right. I, I could I'll talk a little bit about my memories of the game, and then uh, okay, if go. you guys have got any others, we can run for a second. The first time I remember pay, playing Power Drift, what I think was in the arcade, uh, or say arcade, it was actually a roller skating rink. So uh, back in the back when I was in high school, they did um, like a, uh, an evening out kind of thing where all the kids got to go to the ro- Roller World in Derby in the UK, and they had a stand-up uh, power drift there, and it was the first time that I found that hitting the start button showed you the camera uh, in reverse, so you could see the front of your car and the and the background, and I think I was hitting mm. it by accident or somebody was leaning on it. As I was playing it in the uh, <laughs> with my roller boots on, you know, because I was playing it there with my roller boots on, and somebody uh-huh. was holding, uh, leaning on the cab, watching the taxter's skills, and I think they'd held down the, st- <laughs> I think they'd held down the start button by mistake, and it was like, whoa, what's going on? It's all in reverse. So, uh, <laughs> so that was my probably main experience of it, and then I played it. They have got it at arcade club as well, um, uh, the stand-up version. So I played it a little bit more recently. At arcade club. Uh, as for conversions and things like that, I don't think I really ever played any up to the point where I got a Sega Japanese Sega Saturn, and that was the first time I think I got um, got Power Drift and, and really played it a bit. You know, um, unless Dodgy Dave dropped me off a disc at some point, I can't remember. But it might have been a <laughs> it might have been a sl- slit it in, give it a go, and put and flick it out and put something else on. I don't know, but. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the Saturn version was my first memory of it. And then the Dreamcast getting the Yu Suzuki Gameworks 
um, volume one it was on that disc as well so played it played it on that but I think that was pretty much it up, up to the Game Boy um, the 3DS which we've got a few versions of which we'll, I'll probably talk a bit more about during the episode so that was my yeah. experience of Power Drift but I never got to play that big deluxe machine I don't know if any of you guys have, you know if any of you ever saw it or yep. got to play it yep I've Lucky enough to that was the one that appeared in my arcade, so it oh. was fifty fifty p a go. And back then, and in, in, in the eighties, that's quite a lot of money. So you, you do think twice about. Well, I'm going to. You, know, you don't get that much pocket money. I mean, I think my yeah. my paper round I was earning about one pound fifty a week, which was utter slave labour. So three goes, <laughs> wow. and that's all. Your your hard end labour's gone. You know. Yeah. Um, one of my more clear memories. I mean, obviously, the experience of playing it was was fantastic because. It's such a, a tactile game, isn't it, Tags? I mean, yeah. without without experiencing the, the different access or axi or axis, it is, yeah. whatever it is on the game, the, the, the left to right, the up, down, and the sort of forward thrust action that this thing does, yeah. it really suits the game and the horizon tilt that happens visually on the screen. It really, mm. you know, it highlights the, the, drive, the drive and feel. It really gives you a good force feedback of the experience of the game. Yeah. Probably my, my most biggest memory of it was watching one of my school chums play this because, as I said in the RGDS podcast, which we've done the history of racers when we covered this, he worked at the arcade amusements. He didn't get three goes at it, but he blew all his paycheck actually playing this game. And he <laughs> completed all the different tracks on gold trophies. So you saw the bonus endings, which you were alluding to, mm. which were... It was like, wow, because it was a lot of this, um, these bonuses were, they weren't mentioned in magazines. It wasn't until the power of the internet and people start revealing all the secrets that are hidden in games and people, I didn't know that, and you go back and play it or you watch YouTube videos and see other people can play it. But back then, this was like, well, I'm part of this secret society knows a little secret thing about a game that has these this was the talk of the high school everyone was talking about it yeah. as well you have to go down and see Gary his name was play this because he can do that and every weekend on his lunch break he'd play this and you get to watch him complete the game he was he was a master at this game really good I was I was more like a the bronze king, <laughs> if you want, you know, getting yeah. the bronze medals, not yeah. the bronze. I'm still Call me the bronze. <laughs> you know, that's but, impressive, King. That's yeah, very yeah, impressive. That is, to be able to do it back then, yeah, because that's I, I. I think the one of the things that has put, always put me off Power Drift is, against the other scalers is it's it's tr- it's a tricky game to play. I think it's a bit of a memory game, but it's kind of it takes a bit of it takes a bit of doing to get good at it. It's not a naturally quick at one go. I'm already good at this game, and uh, yeah. yeah, to be like quite young and and to be able to drop some gold trophies and and get that to happen must have been pretty, yeah. pretty cool and like you say, pretty unheard yeah. of. You wouldn't have known about those kind of things back then. Probably what he was able to do because he had the keys to go in and get the money out. That was part of his job, working down there at the weekends. That he would be able to go in and alter the dip switches to put it on the easy settings for him to play. Uh, and then, as soon as his, his lunch break was over, put up the brick hard again to roll all us kids off our cash. I'm sure that's what went on. <laughs> that's not, like that's like that's today playing outrun. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, they Easy with stabilizers. He, uh, he, he came right. Ra- Daz came round today and played out running because I'd moved the cab around for the because uh, we're moving house. I'd moved the cab into mm-hmm. a more pleasing pleasing position for viewers of the house. I flicked all the dips up to yeah. hard. <laughs> yeah, 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 and it was hard. <laughs> it was still funny. Very hard. <laughs> I'm like, and and he didn't say it was hard. I'm playing. I'm like. Never this bad. <laughs> What's going on here? And he goes, yeah, it's on hard, on hard cars and hard, you know, difficulty. Like, oh, that's great. Thanks. Did you get to the first fork in the road? <laughs> Mate, I, I, I didn't even pass the first checkpoint, did I? You got to the fork in the road. <laughs> nah. You saw the colours right, of the, the, the uh, sky yeah. change. And then it was like, boom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that corner, that one corner killed me all the time. <laughs> anyway, but yeah. we're not talking about outrun, are we? I wish no. we were. I wish, <laughs> I we, wish were. we were, but we're not. We're not. Um, <laughs> memories wise, I'll I'll talk about that when I review my game because, like I said, I didn't. I wasn't brought up with it. I, I didn't. Never saw it in the arcade. So yeah, okay. the C sixty four version was the first time I played it. But I'll mm. give my opinion on that when I get to it. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah. Fair enough. All right, cool. Uh, any other memories, Kingy, before we, we talk about some of the uh, the conversions? No, not from me, I'm afraid, because it was too short-lived in arcade to have much more. Yeah. I think, like you say, it was coming to the end of that technology a little bit, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was like the last showcase, wasn't it, for it, I think. Okay, all right. So we'll move into some reviews then. Um, Kingy, I think as you're the... As you're the uh, guest today, I think it'd be only fair to to let you have first dibs if you if you're up for it. So uh... you're very kind, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'll dig yeah, out, dig right. Out my well, notes. Okay, well, I'm going to go and we'll, we'll start with the eight bit era, and okay. I will go with my beloved Spectrum. I won't steal the the glory of the Commodore from Daz here, so I'll go with the Spectrum. <laughs> Besides, I did buy it for my. Specky at the time, anyway. Mm-hmm. So, and there's a bit of a story with this I can tell you guys a little anecdote if, if you indulge me, please. We love yeah. those, you yeah. know. We said if there's one thing we want Kingy back for is his anecdotes. Have <laughs> 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 they got anything to do with um, nail varnish remover? Not this time round. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll, um, I'll add a little bit and add nail varnish remover on, but just just, just, just for the sake of yourself, right? <laughs> right, so I saved my hard-end pocket money when I wasn't wasting it in the arcades and by mail order, um, the, the game dropped through the door. And to be honest, it is a bloody turkey on, on the spectrum. It is not a good game by any means. Okay, I, I always do prefer the high-res Spectrum sprites, okay, but the downside to that is the games, nine times out of ten, are monochromatic, and you kind of, in a racing game, you lose the car on the tracks and things like that. <laughs> All of the bits tried to do some imaginative things to handle a game that was way beyond their capabilities. This was really ambitious for any of the systems. On, on the spectrum's sake, you don't get the logs for the the dips and the roller coaster style of the track. It just looks like somebody's ripped out their pubes and glued them and made a track out of them. It does. It looks like that. It was the pubic razor. <laughs> 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 it's just rubbish. 
was it, was, it curly, was it a really curly course, uh, Kingy? A very curly course. <laughs> Made from clock springs. <laughs> <laughs> it just looked crap. Uh, uh, and you know those the eroded canyon columns that are on the side of the track in this game, whatever they're meant to represent. Even the arcade, they look a bit weird. On the spectrum, they look like kebab induced turds. That's the only way I can describe it, right? I've done better in the morning after being a night in the sauce and I had a kebab and said, that's what they look like there at the side of the draft, the, the, the side of the road. The, it's just not pretty. It really isn't. It runs at a slow rate. The... The controls are unresponsive. You can clearly say they used the it's the same offers as the Spectrum conversions of Wick Le Mans and they've used the same engine. It looks pretty much the same apart from Madness fugly track. <laughs> and it's just not a good example of the genre in the Spectrum. I mean, you guys covered the Chase at Skew a few episodes back and yeah, it shows capably the Spectrum did do a few decent races. It wasn't its strongest point, but... Mm. How they done Chase HQ was very clever, but this mm. just it just doesn't work. It's just not a good game, and it does have the bonus endings in the game. I'll give it that. So they've played the arcade in nine times out of ten. You had the stories back in the past mm. where they gave the offers a bag of coins, run down to the local arcade, take notes, and run back and start writing the game. <laughs> so purely at this point, Activision, who secured all of the bit licenses, invested in it perhaps. Mm. I don't know if it was an in-house team or not, but the guys had clearly seen the game, which is, that's a bonus. Mm. But anyway, so it's crap, and I don't like it. It's, it's not good. It's not, um, but the story behind it, my mate, who was also called Gordon, he was at high school with me, he loved this, and he would go down to the arcades and play it, and he'd always talk about it, this is the greatest. And that's the thing, he didn't own a home computer himself, right? It wasn't his thing, but it was just this thing that, about power drift that appealed to him and he really just loved that experience, the thrill and excitement of playing that that game really pushed all his buttons. So I was a bit of a vindictive guy, but I still am. I have a vindictive, twisted sense of humour. <laughs> so anyway, my parents had got a new washing machine, okay? <laughs> and I asked, don't chuck the box out that it came and can I have it up in the bedroom I've got an idea for it right and, you know this is play school for me so I decided to make, make my own sitting cab with the spectrum right oh no <laughs> <laughs> so I mean you know a washing machine box it's not complete in all fronts uh, you know the, there's a, a, a gate and bottom bit so you can lift the box up oh, yeah. Yeah. so I adapted that, I laid it down the floor, got a Stanley blade and cut it about a bit. But on the, on the lid end, which does have the top in it, I cut a small hole big enough for the monitor to stand. I got a, the nested tables from downstairs and propped it and poked the monitor through this cavity that I cut in the box <laughs> and put the spectrum inside the washing machine box, extension cables coming through a wee hole and cushions sitting down with the joystick to play it. And also cut a bit of paper and wrote something on it and I'll explain what I wrote <laughs> shortly and stuck it to the back of it and it came across like a T-section on it. <laughs> so anyway, I'd done this on the Sunday. I back at school on the Monday and I had to say to my mate, did you hear the competition in the latest um, Spectrum magazine? And he goes, that's that. 
Spectra magazine, Yuri Crash. I goes, that's correct, yeah, yeah, yeah. What about it? Well, I entered a competition on it, and um, it was just a, a simple prize draw, and you were actually going to win the full arcade cab. And guess what? I won it. He goes, no, you're having a laugh. He goes, no, seriously, mate, I won it. He goes, no. And he didn't believe me, right? He was... He didn't think, well, how's that ever going to fit in your bloody house, that thing? Yeah, I've got it in my bedroom. Honestly, I've got it in my bedroom. He goes, ah. So I convinced him eventually we just bullshitting him enough all day, right? <laughs> so he goes, come down to my house after tea. Pop down and, and you'll get to see it. And you'll give it, you play it all night. Oh, you're brilliant, brilliant. I'll come down, I'll come down. I can't wait for this. So the rest of the afternoon, we were in double maths. So I was like, I can't wait to come down and play this game. It's so exciting. You know, it's like... <laughs> Like, oh, does he know, you know? Yeah. So anyway, fast forward, he comes down. <laughs> yeah. Trying to hold my chuckles in as he's coming up the stairs. Yes, upstairs. I mean, how could he clearly... He played it down arcades all the time. There was no way I was going to get through the bloody gate at the front of the house, let alone the front <laughs> door upstairs. But, you know, if that was, yeah. that, that was upstairs, then the joist would have been... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, we got a crane, we took the roof off and we lowered it into my bedroom. Yeah, and we fixed it all up again. Um, so... He takes one step into the bedroom stairs like this thing. And it was just this, you know, about five seconds of silence. And I got a F off, right? <laughs> he spun in his seal and went out the bedroom door, ready to storm down again. But then he stopped and came back in. And he went, why did you write Darth Vader as Luke's father on the back of the, the car there? I went, that's a spoiler. And he went, the camel's back, right? And he stormed down the stairs, out, out the door, and I seen him marching up the street looking out my bedroom window, right? And he never spoke to me since this because I opened the window and shouted up the street, and there was people about who goes, I suppose you'll not be wanting to left home then! <laughs> Close the window. And you know what? He never spoke to me again. Oh. <laughs> really? Wow. Total cream puff. Oh, that is funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool, uh, wasn't it? Oh, ah, that's great. Oh, that that yeah. story needed to be told. <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel privileged that it appeared on the first yeah, on here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, is that your is that your complete review for this for the specky? <laughs> yes, it is an uninspiring bollocks conversion. <laughs> I I just no. Not for me, this one. It's, I, you know me, I'm a good defender of the Spectrum, mm-hmm. but this this is, isn't even Marmite, lads. This is Charmite. <laughs> <laughs> I tried loading it um, using my um, so the, the flash cart for it on the actual, on the real hardware. I tried three different images. Nothing would load. Then I ran it off cassette off my phone, you know, off, off an MP3. Nothing. It was just would not load. And I tried to buy emulation and not load, so I gave up on it. I quickly looked at um, some footage today at, at Tags, actually. I thought it looks okay, mm-hmm. but um, I might be wrong. I must be wrong. Mm-hmm. So, okay, mm-hmm. maybe it was good that it didn't work for me. <laughs> okay. yeah. I don't know, no, but I was willing to give the chance. I always do. Yeah. I always you give well. a chance. You didn't play the arcades. You didn't play the Spectrum. <laughs> you know, did you just play I've got. A, I actually I've got did play a, the arcade. I did play that actually. Mate, mate, <laughs> now, listen. I've, I've got the arcade machine in my house. If you come over, 
promise you, I'll be there. Like, you know, I won it in a competition. <laughs> it's even got a spoiler on the back. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, would you like to hear? Yeah, a quick, so, yeah, yeah. Would you like to hear a quick t- bit of trivia before go we go it. to the next one? So, yep. this has come from um, Chris White's uh, website called um, Reassembler. So, um, basically, he's done a really nice write-up of a new book that came out, Sega Arcade Revolution. Uh, I don't know if you guys have uh, seen it or heard of it. It's a quite a new book. Basically, yeah, they talked to all of the Sega developers in there. It's a really detailed book about Sega's um, beginnings, and there's a lot about sprite scaling games and things. It says, basically, during the development, they constructed a physical plaster and paper model of the tracks for Power Drift, which were raced with remote control cars. This tested the technical validity of the designs before translating the tracks into software. Hmm. Pretty, pretty, pretty cool little uh, point there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there's any photos or anything, but um, yeah, it's just one way, one way of them testing it out a little bit. I think there's loads mm-hmm. of loads of little secrets in the game, which we'll which we'll talk about a little bit more uh, as we go through as well. All right, uh, Daz, do you want to run through one of yours? Okay, I'll go through the CPC, the Mister Amstrad. Uh I, I went in with low hopes, obviously. Um, I was surprised. It's not it's not groundbreaking, but uh, I was surprised. Uh, the poor presentation, it was absolutely shocking. Um, it's crap, really crap. Uh, the graphics were quite nice. Yeah. It, they weren't, it wasn't a specky port or whatever, you know, yeah. so I was quite surprised. Um, there was only sound effects. Which was it was it wasn't great at all. Uh, so yeah, there was no music whatsoever, um, which really loses it for the game for me. Mm. Um, it make it makes for me it makes a bad game worse. Um, <laughs> yeah, the sense of speed isn't there. It, look, it controlled fine. It it was just look. You know what? If it had music and it played faster, yeah, which it, it's not. But yeah. if it did, yeah, I think it would be a competent port. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't get it. It's like it's like how you said Kingy with the Specky, how um, it had uh, Chase HQ, Chase HQ on the Amstrad was phenomenal as well. You think, you know, come on, this machine can do better. Mm-hmm. But yeah, again, yeah, look, it wasn't great. It wasn't fun. Um, I look, I gave it a fair go, and look, it wasn't look, it, no, it wasn't shit. Okay, it wasn't yeah. shit, but it wasn't great. Yeah. And. Look, if I had it back in the day, and that's all I had, I would, I would have gave, I would have gave it a bit of a play, but it wouldn't have, yeah. I wouldn't have played it for long. There's no so, curly, did anyone curly play cubes no? for the tracks, no. No, no, no curly pubes. I'm with you there, colours. Yeah, it had yeah. great colours though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I scribbled down there. It's colourful, but. Ultimately, it's just uninteresting to play. Yeah, it is the slowest of all the three, and isn't the three eight bits. And what I will say, and all three eight bits, they suffer from this. There is no wheel motion animation, so the cars themselves, apart from you know shifting to the left and to the right, mm. are pretty much static. So you don't mm. get an illusion sense of, of speed, motion, like, yeah, or sense of speed. Yeah, that, that's that's a shame. 
Um, yeah, you're right. It, it, it did, it did um, do different tricks for the cobblestone effect because that's mm. what it's trying to emulate there, and it's, it's not got the curly pubes. I think it pulled it off, <laughs> pulled it off with hey, a little bit better. Um, I do find the 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 objects at the side of the road they don't come in a neat fashion on Amstrad. They're a bit more misplaced and you know disjointed. Now the alignment's not that uh, parallel. Uh, but so both sides thing. are going as quick as each other. It's yeah, that's right. It's yeah. just there's, there's something off. So yeah, uh, the, the color wise, it's, it's I was surprised because it is actually the the same authors as the Spectrum version, but at least oh, they okay. did do a direct port. So hats <clears> off to them for that. They did play within reason to the the strengths of mm. both machines, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, um, power drift on the on the Amstrad. It's like many of the other ports, like Final Flight, for example. They look great as a screenshot, but as soon as you play them, they're arse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Arse. That's true. It's true. <laughs> but, well, yeah, that's. Well, I guess that's our review on that. Uh, Kingy. Yeah. Kingy. Tagster. Yeah. All right. Your okay. Turn. I'm going to go back. I'm going to look at the Amiga version. I, I've got a feeling I might have. I, I remember clearly playing Afterburner on the Amiga. And I actually loved it at the time, but I've got a feeling that I might have had it on the Amiga, but it didn't. I didn't play it for long. Um, so it's interesting to go back to it today and give it a go to see um, maybe why that might have been the case. So, uh, all right. So what I've got here is basically uh, as the game starts, it runs through some of the characters, which is pretty cool, like the arcade does. It's got that little intro scene where it introduces you to. Some of the characters like Lucy, Keith, Michael, and Jeromino. Um, as it starts, it's got the similar arcade intro there. Um, it's also got courses A to E as well, which is good, which some of the versions uh, I probably played didn't have the different courses. So it either went through kind of one course, but you had lots of different kind of stages through it. Uh, so you could did choose uh, the courses and also the go- one good thing about it was that you could choose from 12 people as well so which mm-hmm. was kind of pretty decent as far as replicating the arcade goes um, and like you say with the last one if you took a screenshot of it yeah it's got the main elements of the arcade there so I thought that part of it presentation wise looked pretty good Graphics wise, so I thought I thought they looked pretty decent, really. Large sprites. Uh, the, the the buggy has got really big sprites on it, which is which is pretty good. Uh, the downside to that is when you've got a big car on a small track, is that uh, it's not easy to overtake anything. Uh, <laughs> which when you can't overtake things in a racing game, and it's it gets a bit frustrating, and. Um, yeah, one thing I found with this with this version is your anger levels go pretty high pretty quickly because you're just bouncing mm. off everything because you can't get past anything and the corners come up yep. and you know it's like Argh! man, it looks so nice but it plays like shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, that you know that's a real downside to it. Um, even worse than that is when things start to move. It's slow, very, very slow, very slow, <laughs> very slow. Yeah, not, not good. So, 
obviously hasn't got that scale in technology so it's uh, it struggles it struggles with the speed with the pace nice score entry screen yeah like the arcade it's got some good points like that music wise i thought it was horrific here yeah. i've put here here we'll be rocking back and forth in the corner of his music studio if you heard this it's kind of like i don't know somebody strangling a cat oh well it's bad <laughs> I thought it was, I don't know about you guys, but I thought the music was terrible on it. It's mm-hmm. a real shame. The music to the arcade is, is great. Um, it's really not good. It's really, really bad. Um, and there's a lot of other versions that were better. Um, there is some speech, things like Final Lap, but there's no Move Over Bozo <laughs> in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a little bit. No taunting and things like that. Um, mm. I kind of think they did the best of what they could uh, with the game, but it does play like a turd. Uh, I completed the state, completed stages uh, up to the third level, I think, but just couldn't bring myself to keep playing it to get any further. So um, it it looked quite nice until it moved. It looked great until it moved. When it moved, it, it chugged along. I think Chini Vision would have something to say about being able to use a mouse to steer. <laughs> he really didn't like that for Space Harry, even though it was, you know, kind of okay for a computer. Uh, yeah, you had the options to choose the mouse, so uh, mouse to turn. Um, yeah, it's a shame. It looks great, and even the start thing with the little wings, you know, that comes down and yeah, nice little things in there that are like the arcade. It's just, I think, it struggles with the the power of being able to make that whole thing move uh, and be fluid. Uh, what are you? What are your guys' th- thoughts? I don't think it's. Uh, I don't believe it's the biggest turd. I might have to hold hold judgment on that at the moment to look at the other ones that I've reviewed. But um, it looked great, but just played like a turd. <laughs> I tried loading it up on my on my Amiga, but it wouldn't work, so I just gave up. Right. You're jaced yeah, with this yeah. game, aren't you? <laughs> oh, dude. And again, and look, I'll I'll just say something about the Atari ST. The same with that. It actually loaded. Mm-hmm. But I finally figured out, like, I don't, if you remember a few podcasts ago, I spoke about um, what game? Chase HQ. Remember I couldn't use the space bar to do the turbo? turbo. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it looks like my half of my keyboard is a bit defective. I think there's probably broken contacts or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it does need fixing. Yeah. So, reason why I couldn't play Power Drift is that I needed to press space bar to insert the next disc. <laughs> so, I couldn't play it either. So, there was no 16-bit yeah. home computer versions yeah. for me. Well, if you didn't want to Daz, you might have hit your keyboard that hard on the other side. You might have had a fully, <laughs> yeah. you might have had a fully defective keyboard. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, no Amiga no or Atari ST for me in this okay. version. Right. There's nothing really discernible between the Atari ST and Amiga version graphically and performance-wise. They're pretty similar. So the only difference being is the music. You do have the chip tune on the Atari ST actually sounding a lot better than the Amiga. (laughs) Oh, it's Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What I hated Uh most on the... I mean, everything you've said, Sean... Yeah. Is on my notes, right? right? It, to me, it is more like a proof, proof of concept tech demo rather than a game that should have been released. 
What annoyed me the most is the gap between the logs on the roller coaster sections of the tracks. Right. There, there's big gaps between them, and, and just better going to, like you were going to fall through them if you were actually driving over <laughs> that, or, you know. But it it, it just doesn't work. I, I, yeah. I didn't I didn't really enjoy it. No, I found the corners were like almost like ninety degree bends, so you couldn't. Yes, it's really hard to gauge like going round a corner. It was. Which is not good in a in a racing game that you can't go ra- round people be- round cars because your car's too big, and you can't gauge yeah. the corners because they're too sharp or, yeah, they're very difficult to visualise what the corner is. It, mm-hmm. it, like kills it. It really kills yeah. the game. Do you know what? For me, that sounds like you're talking about the arcade version as well. That's why I don't <laughs> like this game. Yeah, it's yeah. just it, to uh, me. I, I, I personally find this game, the, yeah. the, especially the arcade version, look, it's pretty, okay, yeah. and I like the effects, but yeah. to me it just looks like one big graphical mess. It just <laughs> looks like it's everywhere. Yeah. It's just, just me. I don't mm. think, like it, like I said, in steels, I think it looks nice, but when it's moving, yeah. it just looks too busy. There's just too much shit happening. Yeah. And mm-hmm. as soon as you hit one side, it's like a ping pong. It's like doing, 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 doing. Yeah. It's, to me, it's just, look, maybe because I'm crap at it, I don't know. Mm. But it's just one game. I just, I try and I try and I try. Yeah. I want to like it, yeah. but I just find it too busy. And it's just, it's just too much going on. And mm. it just takes it away from me. Besides yeah. one conversion, which I'll talk about later. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I can totally see why you feel that way, Daz, about it, to be fair. Because I, I felt like that about it for longer than I have felt about it that I enjoy <laughs> it, for sure. For sure. So, um, yeah. yeah, I understand where you're coming from with it. And I think that's why a lot of people probably prefer games like OutRun and stuff, because it's just... Yeah. It's, it's an easier... A more relaxing game to play than Power Drift, which is very busy and uh, can be quite frustrating. I think if you haven't learnt, if you've not played it in a, a, for a long period of time and learnt kind of the corners and what the course does. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and I think the arcade can pull it off uh, to help to make you do that. But some of the computer versions, I think, are just trying to do it but can't. Can't replicate mm. yeah, yeah. What, what the arcade can when when, well, you, look, when you get used to it. Yeah. Look, I, I I probably would think differently if I played in the arcade yeah. with a wheel. I haven't, so in yeah. a way, it's an unfair judgment for me. I know that, mm. but from what I've experienced, like I've only played it off Mame, yeah, yeah. which is probably the best best way. But mm. it's the only way that I've had that I that I can try it. Yeah, and yeah. I, I I just I just don't like it. I just don't yeah, yeah. enjoy it. It's 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 like it's like okay, here here you go, Darren, young Darren. I'm gonna throw you on a on a I don't know in a, in a pit of pillows, and when you <laughs> land, you're gonna be nice and soft. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that and that's and that's outrun, okay. Yeah. Or I'm gonna throw you in a in a pit of snakes and cockroaches. <laughs> that's power drift. You know what I mean? It just get thrown in there, and it's just a mess. And yeah. I'm getting eaten alive. You know, I don't know if that's a really good analogy, but. Oh, that's that's how much I I dislike it. Yeah, right. Wow. Yeah. It's like and there's your... no and there's no cider left in my can. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like Daz is Indiana Jones, and Power Drift <laughs> is one of those temples with all the snakes in it. That's how yeah, much exactly. you're afraid of this game. Yeah, how much you don't like. Yes. It. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is that what you're saying? 
<laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. I think if you'd have sat yourself in Kingy's cardboard buggy, you'd have felt more comfortable. You'd have, yeah. You'd have got in the zone. You'd. Have... <laughs> yeah, and besides, <laughs> like Indiana Jones, if you got your whip out while you were in my cardboard box, then you'd do grand there as well. So. Oh, hey! hey. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're there, Kingy, I'm holding me nice and safe, so I don't fall out of that chair. I'll be right. <laughs> It breaks me. <laughs> All right, let's let's just go to the next next game before it gets bad. Oh dear. All right, what was that? That was Amiga, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the Amiga. Yeah, we've touched okay. on the ST a bit. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kingy, so there'll be Kingy next. You know what? There's a current trend here until you get to the the 32-bit systems. There's just not going to be any enjoyment in this game apart from one, and I know I'm. I'm I'm not going to steal your thunder on this one. You're going to be, <laughs> okay. you, you yeah. know, lap of honour in, in your living room there as you're talking <laughs> about you. the game. So anyway, I'm going to talk about the DOS version. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Right. What the hell is that? Seriously. <laughs> is it visually okay? It's, you know, it's the brightest, most vivid of colours apart from the Amstrad, but that's a bit, you know, dated looking. The... It's, ultimately, it's just unfinished. That's the biggest problem on the game. It's incomplete. It's barren. The tracks are boring. It seems like you're just racing the same track on every world, which is just rubbish oh. as well. You know, you're sitting going, well, did I just not play that track? You, you're not convinced you're on different tracks. The road itself is a mess. It's just as... It's like it's buggy. You know, it's, it's just okay. brown with bits of broken colours in it to give you the, the sensation of speed. And when you get to the roller coaster section, for the pubes in this instance, it's made from <laughs> white noise, as in you've just turned your TV on and it's not tuned in. It's just um, all static. And okay. it's, just, it's just not pretty. And for the most part, in a lot of the courses at the side of the road, are these American-style wooden houses with porches. I don't really recall seeing that in the arcade game. There's hundreds of them. They're just whizzing by like they've fallen in a witch's head on Wizard of Oz. So this is crap. It really is rubbish, boring, unfinished. And the music itself, because back then it was more like a MIDI music mm-hmm. on the early years of the, the P- PC and DOS, yeah, you get the renditions of the arcade music, but it depended on the, the power and, and the sound chip you had on your computer at the mm-hmm. time would depend on how good its processing of the MIDI, MIDI music would be. So that would be a, a varied experience as well. So to be honest, for me, I'm willing to, even though I didn't like the Spectrum version, personally for me, this is going towards Golden Turd for me. This should have been better on the oh, PC, well. but it wasn't, yeah. Probably you, it looks you guys. really nice in the screenshots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it lures you in. <laughs> Buy me for $24.99 or whatever it costs. <laughs> your friends laugh at you and ridicule you for playing such crud. <laughs> I think back then, you know, you just wanted, you you were just like yearned for these kind of games to play them at home, didn't you? Yes. You know yeah. what? And if, even if it didn't quite have it, but it, or it, but it had an element of it. There was a little spark. <laughs> there was a little spark of enjoyment, uh, but you knew it was shit. But 
You had to kind of... <laughs> you, it's like when I got out on the C64, you know, on Christmas morning when I loaded it up and it finally started. I knew it was going to be shit, but that tape player <laughs> blaring out of the other room, yeah, on Christmas morning, and my parents, like, walking in that thinking, what the hell? I feel like I'm in Jamaica. What's going on with all these, like, absurd <laughs> drums and things? Uh, you know, I was still... There was something that was great about it. It might not have been on the tape that was on the game, but... But the music, but the music was taking me back to the arcade, if nothing else. Yeah, and I think if it's got a little bit of something, it you might have like justified it being okay to play. Mm. But um, they've just missed out on everything yeah. on this. You just tell you if you ever get a chance to, to launch it on DOSBox or anything like that, launch it on your PC, give it a go, and you'll just see how empty and unfinished and yeah. incomplete it actually feels. Surely the capabilities of a a PC back then. It, it just lacked. It was like time constraints. You must get this out because it was obviously released the same year '89 as all the, mm-hmm. the other ports at the mm-hmm. time. So whether it was a rush and there was pressure constraints on the offers of this, I don't know. But yeah. not impressed in the slightest. Uh, not good. Not good. All it it right. would have been hard for people to make games back then for PC because they'd have to they'd have to think about everyone's systems. On what they had, how much RAM, how much space they had, what what monitor they had, and so mm. it's it's kind of a it's kind of a hard place to be in making games for PC yeah. back then. It was a frontier, wasn't it? Mm. Mm. Anyway, yeah. all right. Do you want a bit of trivia to break it up? I right, go guys. for it. Yep, go for it. All right. Again, this is from the reassemble reassembler blogspot by Chris White. He actually uh, broke the code of Power Drift and um, he found lots of crazy uh, messages within the game. So he literally had to go through the code line by line. He he came across one and then went through the code line by line to find the rest. Um, And he basically said, a crazy game with some amusing secret messages that I don't think have ever been revealed. After 20 years, it's surely time to see what the developers were smoking. <laughs> As I realised during my hour on work, M2 titles contain weird and wonderful content. Power Drift is no exception, and I soon found text about elephants and various smells by examining the memory in MAME. <laughs> so it says, basically, he tracked it down, he went through it, and I don't know if you guys have ever put this in or not, you know, as a kid, but if you type sex... In, into your uh, ending in your in your name screen, it flashes up on the screen. Danger, danger! <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, mm. So we found that one, but many, many more were found as well during during this. So um, danger, danger was a good one, which was sex. But also, when you hold, when you hit break. And start, but uh, and hit the start button. You can get and change gear. You get other messages by typing "sex" in as well. Uh, sex basically comes up with "like you, me too," and machine <laughs> TKG. <laughs> and that, some of these are obviously messages in between people at AM2 that they thought would never come out. Uh, there is yeah. a, there's another cool one. Uh, if you put in MAT. It says, do you know elephant smell? 
Okay. <laughs> question, question. Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah, no idea. If you put in HIR, it says music designed by Hero and sound designed by Denshi or Deshi. So there's a few more. I might go through a few more uh, depending on what they are. But there's at least um, 12 or 13 different messages that will, will appear when you type in different initials, which are all, all little Easter eggs that probably were never revealed until Chris broke down the code and uh, and, and came across them. Mm. So, uh, yeah, so Ooh. there you go. Do you that? Oh, another one, R-E-E. I love this one. This is Japanese English, if you've ever seen it. Hello! <laughs> With an A. H-A-L-L-O. Hello! Let's find another <laughs> message. Are you... Are you M2C2 member? <laughs> member is, M- is M-E-N-B-E-R. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think this part of the AM2, you know, um, programmers and things like that, dropping funny messages in and things like that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, lots of weird hidden little things in there. All right. Ready. Okay, so a few All right, I'll show it next. That was good. That was good. Hello. Ah, okay. Hello. <laughs> sex. <laughs> Talking about sex, the C64 version. I love it. I love it. Good presentation. I think it's got good presentation. I think the graphics are nice. Uh, the music is breathtaking. I think the music is absolutely phenomenal. Basic sound effects. Uh, type controls, I think, are really good. Look, um... I love the game, but I feel it's just a normal racer reskinned as Power Drift. Reason why I enjoy it. And I actually disagree with you, Kingy, with the, the sense of speed part. I actually think mm-hmm. it feels very fast. Okay. I really do. I really do think it feels fast. It, the game doesn't feel like Power Drift to me. It's it's not like Power Drift. It doesn't have like the logs or anything. It's just one long road that bends and up and down and it, yeah, it doesn't look like a bridge when it's going up. It just looks like a hill. You know what I mean? So, and you know, in the end, I, I absolutely love it. I think, it, I think it was a lot of fun when I grabbed it in the day. It blew my mind. Yeah. And then, because that's what I was used to, when I played the arcade versions and all the other versions, I thought, what the hell is this? <laughs> I was kind of disappointed that the 64 version wasn't like the arcade, but then I came to my senses. I thought, you know what? good it's not like the arcade <laughs> so in a way i think it's pretty unfair to actually review this and and say it's power drift yeah because <laughs> it really isn't power drift <sighs> deep down you know, you know what it's got more than the dos version so i think it needs to retain that name <laughs> okay <laughs> fair enough uh, yeah. <laughs> oh man okay Did so you, you guys both played it didn't you Yep. Yeah, yeah, we did. I'm interested to know what Kingy thinks. I, I made yeah. like notes a few weeks ago about this mm. one uh, without yeah. knowing your guys' opinions. So yeah. Mm. Well, look, actually, that's right. I forgot to note down. Actually, I love that he can help flips the bird every time you drive yeah. past as well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Right, you want me to go first? Yeah, yeah go, go for it, it Kingy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's no denying this is by far the best eight-bit port. You have to see past. Yeah. There's no logs, there's no, as you say, there's one grey mm-hmm. 
track is the grey is a weird colour on the Commodore, isn't it? It's a bit, it's mm. a bit like I had this tinky neighbour next door that used to put all all, all our whites <laughs> out at, at the weekend, and all our um, white linen and towels were all the same stewed off-white colour. That always always remembers me of that you manky woman, you know. But um, it's got great music. It's very colourful, as you said. The taunts are within the game. It's a bit blocky, but. That's the downside on the different um, resolution modes on the Commodore. Mm-hmm. If you want more colour, you have to lower the resolution down. But it's it, by no means fugly. It's, it is a delightful and charming game. I, I find the only downside to it, on the roller coaster bits, if you want to call it that, the, there's a real lack of the side objects on the side of the road. They yeah. just seem to vanish yeah. until you get back down again. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But it is cheeky and it is cheerful and... For the most part, it is a game that is independent of Power Drift, as you you said. Mm. I do believe that there are no bonus stages within within the Commodore version, whereas Amstrad and Spectrum did, though. Um, I think that's fact. I've never seen any evidence of fact. I did. I played it with. Um, there was a hacked ROM for the Commodore, and I played it with um, Always Come First, and mm-hmm. there wasn't on certainly the version I played anyway. There was no. Um, but, which we've never actually spoken about the bonuses yet I suppose we can do that as an in-between trivia bit again okay. in between the games if you want guys yeah. but yeah I, I, I liked it um, guys I, I do think it is the best 8-bit version by far yeah ok oh, cool. cool seems like it's getting a good good deal uh, the 664 version it was a little while ago when I put, when I did my review of it so um, I'll read through it and see what I thought so um, basically I got on here um, loading. So when you're loading it up, there's images of the characters from Power Drift that come mm. up on the screen, which I thought was quite a nice little touch on it. And the title music I thought was actually really good. Well done to Dave Lowe. And one of the the, the game really only had one music track throughout it, mm. um, but it was actually a really good version of the original. And it, yeah. It, 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 Pissed all over the uh, Amiga version. To be fair, <laughs> does it really? Wow! <laughs> it re- I, I totally thought so. As far as the Amiga goes, yeah. I thought it was a. Bad... It doesn't get boring. It doesn't get boring, does it? No, it was good. No. It was good. It's yeah. a good little, a good little jingle of it. I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, worst of all, I thought was the sound effects of going past a car. It's yeah. like yeah. a tight. It's like a tight-lipped fart noise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it gets very annoying. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you've been drinking milkshakes on a diet for a week. Graphics, I put it's a cutesy little buggy. It's really tiny and cute. Mm. <laughs> uh, there's no sections to the road. It's one colour, but it does give the Im- impression of going up and down. There's even a jump slash break in the track. It's quite impressive how they made the most of it. So even though it didn't have... I suppose the detail in the track, um, they did, I've got a feeling they did what they could do in the time um, to make mm-hmm. it, to make it, you know, to make it feel like Power Drift where you're going up and down. Playability, it's not terrible. Back at the time of release, you would have probably been happy with it uh, if you like the arcade. It's just kind of boring now, that's for sure. Hold left, hold right, go, let go, and repeat. So I just think. When I played it, I found it a little bit repetitive and maybe, 
you know, it was either hard left hold, hard right hold, let it go straight, and so on and so on. So I don't know if it would have held your, held your interest for that long. Um, accuracy, so the layout of the races, the tracks, and even the finishing of the top three positions appear on the screen. Uh, there's no fly over the, the track. Um, like I didn't see that on any of the versions. Um, but there are the five sets of courses, A, to, A through to E. For God, for sure, it was a goddamn lot better than Outrun was three years earlier on the 64. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I like the 64 version. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of... Of Outrun. I do. Yeah, oh, look, it holds a dear place. Um, <laughs> toilet. <laughs> oh, come uh, on. <laughs> Alright, no, I won't talk about that now. We'll do Outrun soon. <laughs> yeah, no, it's my first memory of the home version for them. No, I just think it's... Um, I think they, they came a long way with it compared to what uh, what they did with Outrun uh, on the same hardware. Um, mm-hmm. I think they did a pretty decent job of it. No collision on the cars, or it's a bit dodgy. You can drive through the other players quite often in this. I found that a bit... Oh, right. You know, hmm, but... It made you come in first more easy, so can't complain yeah. too much. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. when you crash, you crash. Oh, yeah. 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 I thought it was a cutesy little buggy. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, yeah, it was playable. It was it was playable. And I thought it was more playable than some of the 16-bit versions. Yeah. Um, which were going all glory with graphics and just no, no fun with the playability. Mm-mm. So yeah, so that's okay. my take. That's my take on the C sixty four one. All right, uh, Kingy. Um, any? Uh, have you got any other versions that you want to run through? Is it back to me already? Is it not you? I think. Good. That comes. That comes in <laughs> fast. Um, yeah. You know what? Like, let's go to the PC engine then, guys. Cool. Oh. Right. I think for the era and the that's the best of the era. For for, uh, for this, it's got sharp, fast visuals. It has a good representation of the tunes. I quite like the overall feel of it. Yeah, you, you do notice subtle differences. Obviously, there's still no horizon tilt or shift in this version. Um, but for the most part, it delivers. If I was buying this from uh, PC Engine back at the time or still buying it for the PC Engine now, yeah. you've not been robbed. By any highway robbers or Dick Turpins or anything like that, you, you've got, you've got a decent game that I think you'd be. This is a rather reasonable port, and <laughs> it's, it's, you know, you you go back to it and you want to play it time and time again. It's not one that oh, okay, I've seen it now. I'm just going back to the arcade. It holds its own against the arcade. Its own graphical style has its own charm and makes it worthy of a a title you would fire up. Cool. Yeah, that's good. All right, I, I'll I'll go next. I yeah. played it as well. Did you play it as well, Tag? Yes, I did actually. Yeah, you yeah, did. Yeah, okay. Well. Okay. All right, Kingy's review. Mine's complete mirror opposite. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the graphics were okay. I thought, and the sound, yeah. I thought the controls were horrible. No, I played this on real hardware. Mm-hmm. Um, controls are complete utter shit. Uh, <laughs> it's the version I enjoyed the least. Wow. And I think the game looks like a complete mess. 
You sell a lie. <laughs> I, I hated it. I thought it was a, oh, I thought it was a complete mess. Yeah. Look, I played on real hardware. I don't know if emulation improves on it at all. Yeah. But it was just it was disgraceful. I thought the PC engine could do so much better. Mm. I hated it. I actually hated yeah. it. All right. Okay. So uh, I'll run through the the my my uh, take on the PC engine version. So uh, it starts off pretty promising. Uh, there's 12 characters to choose from by moving left to right. Um, there is only six that show up at the top of the screen during play um, compared to the arcade. Um, you can push up up and down on uh, on the joypad as well to change the buggy type. Uh, so kind of the main, main elements of that are there from the front end. Controls, uh, it's a button for accelerate and uh, brake and up and down uh, on the joypad for low and high gear. It's got a nice um, title page. Yeah, it's faithful to the arcade. Not not um, not hard really, as it just says "Power Drift" in red and not a lot else. But uh, yeah, it's every every little bit counts. Um, you don't get that awesome spinning power drift made from cars like you do in the arcade. It just it just runs through the stages and the ranking. Uh, the characters do turn and wave, etc., when you overtake and give you the little taunts. So there's a few things there on the PC Engine version that are uh, faithful. Uh, Graphics-wise, I thought the buggy looked nice, although there's only um, uh, the one type there as, as you play. Just different colours. So the track looks okay, but there's only a couple of side uh, track sprites. Mm-hmm. Uh, as there's no sprite scaling, the movement speed is simulated by the individual sprites changing and getting larger towards the screen. Um, as slow speed, it's really choppy. It's not until you get up to your high speeds that it actually starts to feel like it's running okay. Um, it's kind of like the Mega Drive version of Outrun. Really, that's what I found. It's a little bit, it's a little bit choppy. Um, it's more playable though to race than the Amiga version, but still hard work with the sharp uh, turns in the track. So I thought it was easier to easier, a bit more playable the Amiga, but um, still still tricky with a, with the sharp corners. Music wise, some of the tracks are there, but they're not a patch on the arcade. They're much better than the Amiga, though that's for sure. There is some speech at the end of each uh, lap, like uh, saying hurry up and things. Some, some of it's missing, but there's a few additions in there. Um, one of the biggest gaps I, I found is that there's no uh, course selection. So you've got mm. no A through to E courses. So you start off and then it kind of goes through the stages um, as you progress. So overall, I, th- I thought it wasn't a bad version. When you get up to speed, it's it's okay. Um, at slow speed, when you first build it speed, it is choppy. Um, it's got some of the main elements in there. It's not the biggest turd that I played. Uh, that's for sure. I think, in retrospect, it wasn't as good as what I thought it would be. Playing it today, I, I thought the PC Engine version would have been a little bit better. That's what I thought. Yeah, I, 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 thought. I expected it to be a little bit better than it was. Uh, playing it today, but um, back in the day, I don't know. I, you know, I never had it back back when it came out early in those early days. You might have been quite happy with some of those additions that it had in there. It had quite a few things to make it feel quite complete. Um, 
but yeah, it's um, it's it's certainly shown its age um, t- today when you when you compare it to what the arcade was. Not a turd, not a golden turd, but um, certainly it's not not a version that I'd want to continue to play. No, that's, it's yeah. turd worthy yeah. for me, but <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Bat, you, had, is, you had a you had a you had a bad one on it, uh, Daz, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> like it. I didn't like it. I did, did, did I say I hated it? <laughs> <laughs> when you don't like the original game, and then yeah. the, the other versions are nowhere as good as the original game, you're gonna you're gonna go to new depths of low, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I didn't think I'd reach it, but I did. Uh, only yeah, because it's the PC engine, because I know it can do better. But yeah. Yeah, Mr. Kingy. <laughs> yes, I think personally that because the Atari and Amiga versions are so bad and unplayable, that's why I will still stand by my opinion that of this generation it is yeah. the best of the bad bunch. It's it's by no means ever going to win the golden joystick, but yeah. it's. I still think it's a reasonable version, but we'll stick it reasonable. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, what the the, mega, the 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 weird thing is, I think I've pasted on the on the uh, OK Perfect Facebook page when the Mega Drive was in development, they were developing it on the Mega Drive, and there was a couple of screenshots that I posted, but it never came. They ended up with it never coming out. Um, so there was like mm. a real gap there with the Mega Drive version not appearing. Obviously, it never came out on the snare on the on the snares or Super Famicom. Um, so the PC Engine had to had to pull its weight for a while, didn't it? There was a huge gap mm. there where um, it wasn't until the Saturn that that we saw another release of it. Mm-hmm. Like you know what? You know, second gear. It's definitely yeah. for a while there. That was probably the best version you could get if you wanted something close to Power Drift. Yeah, you know what? I reckon, I reckon it would have worked on the SNES using Mode Seven or something. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know. F Zero was great, but it didn't go up and down, did it? No, it didn't. No, and it didn't spin on an axis. So yeah, it's um, <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I think the graphics and that they really pulled it out with this, uh, you know, RKY board. Putting the spin on it and the different axes and all that, it was something that it took a while for, you know, not until the 90s when the Saturn came out that they could get anywhere near replicating it. Yeah, um, yeah. It, to me, you know what, to me, it's more of a tech demo, if anything. <laughs> That's why I look at it. <laughs> oh, you Suzuki would be banging his banging his computer right now if he heard you, Daz. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Darren. It's not a tech demo. <laughs> 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 it's a very, very playable game. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right, next. Okay. What about the bonus screen then? We're not yeah, really... maybe we should talk. Yeah, okay. King, yeah. do you want to go? Do you want to talk a bit about that? Sure. Well, there's a little hidden East couple of Easter eggs within this F, and it rewards the players who are the gold trophy winners. So, in courses. A, C, and E. If you come in first on every one of these, every one of the tracks, so the five tracks basically, you get to race a bonus level 
with the F-14 Tomcat fighter from Afterburner. Now, it's <laughs> worth it for that alone to actually race through this in the extra stage. It's, it's such a delight because you just rip-roar past everything flying that plane. And it's a novelty, yes, but yeah. it was it was up there with having a real cool factor, being able to achieve that and see that on the game and a nod to the games that came previous. Yeah. So while I said that was AC and E for the Tomcat, on tracks B and D, if you get all the gold trophies, you get to play the motorcycle from Hang On, which makes yeah. it a bit more harder and it looks a bit weird yeah. playing a motorbike on the track, but still cool <laughs> nevertheless. So yeah, it was yeah. back to what I said earlier, to see my mate achieve that on all of the tracks. He was he was a cool dude. He was the king of power drift. Yeah. I, I think now, thinking back, you know, I think... Um, the first time I saw that was when I, I must have had it on the Amiga and I played it. I reckon I cheated. <laughs> there might have been some. It might have been a crack version where I put on like uh, unlimited continues or something, something to make the game easier. But um, mm-hmm. I've got a feeling I remember playing at the afterburner plane on um, on the, on this game on the Amiga version or something like that. So probably the first time I think I came across it, and I might have seen it somewhere and like. You know, had had to do that and cheated to get there to make it work to make it work. But um, yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty cool feature, isn't it? To do that. That's mm-hmm. yeah. would, you, would you have preferred it if it was the super hang on bike all the way through the game? Yeah, because you've got more room to move. <laughs> there but you go. still. It's still power drift, yeah. <laughs> you imagine trying to lean on the arcade cab with all your weight as a skinny 14-year-old, whatever oh, age you were mate. back then, yeah. on that track? Yeah, Jeez, that would be nigh on impossible. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I've got this memory of me playing Enduro Racer in Blackpool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was there. My parents let me go off on my own. So I can't remember what age I was, but I was okay to walk up the strip on my own and go and. Oh, uh, you big boy! Go, yeah, hooray! Yeah, I'm felt, a big boy now. Felt up by a few dodgy people, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I was in the arcade on my own. I remember sitting on that uh, enduro racer and putting <laughs> a coin in it and playing it, and I was like trying to try my hardest to pull that yeah. bloody bike back, you know, and uh, never getting a good enough jump on it to to get over the obstacles. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> same, same thing, yeah. Just yeah. you needed a bit, yeah. a bit more pies you need, behind you, you, you before you can do to that. pull on it as well, yeah, to, to get yeah. it to... Oh, but I beg your pardon. <laughs> Who else? Huh? <laughs> this is a G-rated show. Oh... <laughs> You can edit uh, that out there. Yeah. <laughs> in, the gu- in the gutter or bringing in bringing listeners, does. <laughs> so we can talk about pubic roads, but not your, your mate pulling on it. Okay, that, that, I know the line now. <laughs> All right. So uh, okay, what's up next, boys? So oh, okay, you... I'll go. Yeah, Is it me? Okay, yeah, yeah, go for it. I'll go Sega Saturn. That was the last version I I played. Um, I had to uh, I had to get a copy from Dodgy Dave from down the road for this one. <laughs> I played it on my on my home system. Actually, uh, yeah, rest in peace, Emu Paradise. That's where I got it from. Um, lucky I did. Oh, am I lucky? <laughs> you know, um, like it's pretty yeah. much <laughs> uh, pretty much. I thought it was like the arcade version. Uh, but I, fa- I found it less busy, which I think is a plus. Uh, controls were tight. Um, 
And yeah, I like the extras in it. You would, you know, because that also has the afterburner and all that kind of thing. I didn't actually get to do that part. I did have to do research to see that, but yeah, it's also got all the bonus bits. Um, I liked it. It was good. It felt it felt okay. Probably the C sixty four version is probably my favourite, but the Sega Saturn one would would be one I would play again. I actually didn't mind it. Mm. I actually didn't mind it at all. I, I liked it more than the than the arcade version anyway via mame mm. yeah okay. it's 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 i reckon it was more because of because they adapted it for the console the controls were really nice um i'm not sure if the steering wheel works with it i don't have one so i couldn't try it yeah um but yeah and like i said again because it was less busy i found it less busy it was a lot it was a lot more bearable to play yeah okay Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Kingy? Did you ever play? You you played the Saturn one, didn't you? Haven't you? Haven't yes. You yep. Yeah. Played yeah. that. Um, yeah. Everything does says it is an enjoyable game. It's the frame rates aren't as good as the arcade. I believe this only runs at thirty frames per second, where the arcade was sixty. So mm-hmm. there's a, a noticeable difference in just the how smooth the game actually runs at. Yeah. But the. Um, to, uh, you know what? It's completely arcade worthy. And when the Sega Saturn owners got this, they must have been absolutely delighted to have that on, on the system. And I do believe that the analog steering wheel that was made really with this in mind yeah. is absolutely fantastic to play it with. I don't know if you've you've got that yourself, Tags. You've got the the steering wheel for it, no? But I believe that's the way to go with this game, and it makes yeah. it just that bit more enjoyable. It says on the back of the steering wheel, you've got to sit and as a Nusi washing machine box to play it to get the full effect. <laughs> yeah. get, a sib- get a sibling to shake the box as you're playing it, yeah, you know, that yeah. if you turn left, you shout left and your your sister tilts the box a bit for you or something like that. But yeah, it's it's, it's damn good and it's, it's, it's up there with, well, it's the arcade experience at home. That's the best yeah. way you can describe it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I didn't do it. I didn't revisit it um, this time around because uh, I sold all my Saturn stuff before moving countries. But um, but that was one of the five games that I've got. I imported from Japan at a probably hefty price of fifty to seventy quid at the time. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and because uh, I love that's it. about five hundred pounds and. Real money today, you <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. You're that, you're that old, that's right. That. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was it was a strange one because I can't see what Daz was saying. Um, I bought it and I probably didn't get my money's worth out of it because I didn't play it that much. Because okay. I'd always go back to Outrun and play the uh, the copy of Outrun that I bought. But um, yeah. but yeah, it was it was great. It was um, pretty much okay. It was like. A huge gap from me playing it on the Amiga. You know, I didn't have the PC engine, so I went from the Amiga to um, to playing it on the Saturn. It was a huge jump, and it was it was cool that it was out on the Japanese Saturn. It never came out in England, did it, or anywhere no. outside of Japan, which is a real no, sh- which is a real shame, really, for a lot of those sprite scalers that um, that didn't get the didn't get out. But um, but yeah, I didn't play it on the wheel though. I never had one of the Sega Saturn wheels. So from from looking at the Facebook page, a few guys who did have the wheel, uh, they were saying it comes into its own a bit when you've got the wheel as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because you're kind of twitchy, aren't you? Tap 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 left and right for the steering. So 
but um, yeah, it's definitely a great version. It's a big, big jump from uh, from the previous versions that were out there. You can't. I don't imagine you can really fault it too much. No, I mean that um, took then a decade from the arcade's original release yep. to get something worthy in your own house that yep. gave yeah. you as close to the experience as you possibly can. And that there's not very many games that's taken that length of time. It just shows the the power behind the original arcade version. Yes, with those with those yeah. Sega boards for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's it's a great version. Um, I'd probably try to grab it again at some point. <laughs> but um, okay, yep, yeah, Sega Saturn, very good, very good. Um, I'll just burn it for you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just get a copy Yusu- for it from Dodgy Day. Suzuki Gameworks, is it? Is it on that? Yeah, yeah. On the Gameworks for the Dreamcast. Yeah. Okay, I've got yeah. that on the way back for the second purchase. So I bought it again. So uh, oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so I will have it again. But uh, yeah, all all good. All right. Um, Daz, have you got any other versions you want to run through? You've just finished off that one, haven't no, you? No, that's it. That Saturn was last. Like I said, yeah. I tried to play the, the specy version and I just yeah. couldn't get it to work. So Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Um what about you, Kingy? Any others that you want to run through? Yeah, just um the the Dreamcast version that come with what you said there, yeah. the Yosuzuki one. That's fantastic one because then you can use analog stick on the dreamcast to play it and that works rather well as well yes and also it runs at the faster 60 or near near as close to the 60 frames per second so it's a smoother arcade experience besides it's on a with on being on that disc it comes with the the other games as well anyway for the uses it works so it's an added bonus as part of a compilation rather than you just purchasing one game that you might not like you have, yeah. you know, Outrun. all the other games in the collection. Outrun and Space Harriers, Space Harriers, yeah, yeah. So you do well to get that, but it's not a cheap thing. How much did it cost you for your <laughs> repurchase of it, mate? <laughs> I bu- I bought it when it very very first a pit came out on import for seventy pound. Mm-hmm. And I collected it. From, I collected it on on the way home from a holiday. At Console Concepts in uh, in Stoke on Trent, and I picked mm-hmm. it up and I bought it. And then when I moved to Australia, I sold all of my stuff, and my mate bought it off me for seventy pounds as well. Okay. Uh, so so I didn't lose anything on it. And then I've literally it's it's currently being calculated to ship it over here from Japan to Australia. For and I bought it. I, I got lucky. It was around seventy seventy quid dollars. Which is like forty to fifty quid. Mm-hmm. So I've done okay. I've I've I've, right. I've not really lost mm. on on regetting it again. But um, but yeah, it's a cool cool book, and obviously it's got all those. It's got the GD ROM with the games on it as well, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, the, these series of games are your favourite, right? Yu Suzuki is one yeah. of your your heroes mm-hmm. and idols. So that that yeah. price is a small price to pay for something that you are a huge fanboy of. Yes, yeah, oh, for sure, yeah, to have them all again, yeah, and, and to have the book, and even though you, there was a, a lot of Japanese writing in it, so, yeah, it's cool, it's cool to get, mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah, it'd be nice to get that one back again after flogging it off. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I've got, um, I've got two more versions, which kind of blend into one a little bit, any of you guys 
played well Daz has played it today today yeah today at my ass but um when he popped over but uh have you, King, have you seen the 3ds version I know it's out, but only when I was starting to do research for the show that yeah. it came under my radar. Now, my lad's got a, a 2DS, so I'm going to get my hands on it at some point and, and yeah. whack it on. So it's it's not played it. Or I've just looked at some, you know, footage of it and that. So, yeah, yeah. wow. So I got the... Um, I picked up originally, I picked up first the Australian version of... Um, I think it was called Sega, Sega Classics Collection. Mm-hmm. Um, which ha- included power drifting it on the 3DS. Uh, by the time this came out in Australia, it was the second series that had come out in Japan. Or there's already been two series mm-hmm. that come out in Japan. So we got, and we only got, and I think the same in the UK, we only got like half of what um, Japan got. But it had um, power drift in there, and um, it was a it practically. Okay, perfect version with some extras as well. So, if you haven't got that, guys, definitely check it out. If you love Power Drift and you love the sprite scaler games, um, if you haven't got a 3DS or you have got a 3DS, this is probably a great way to play it. And the fact that it's portable and you can take it on holiday with you and things like that is even better. So, holiday? I just want it in the toilet to have it when I'm doing a number two. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Go for number two. <laughs> but, um, that's where these things reside. They're not. They're not in my pocket right, in my jacket. Yeah, yeah. There's just How, a mountain yeah. and I'm in the box. Are you coming out of that toilet today? Oh, I'm just trying to get the afterburner plane. I mean, trying to take a dump. <laughs> but, um, yeah, if you haven't got that, go out. You know, and you love you love power drift. This is a great way to play it. It's one of the best ways to play it. Um, it's got options in there, so you can have like uh, options around the view viewpoint. So you can mm. have like a zoomed zoomed in one where the the sprites are a bit closer to the screen. Uh, you've got widescreen mode. You've got uh, in cabinet mode, so you can see the cabin outside of the cabinet and the cabinet. You can have it where the cabinet moves or doesn't move. Uh, the cabinet sound effects, even the um, mechanical movements of the cabinet on and off. This you can play with the the music, pitch, everything. I mean, everything's adjustable on it. It's so cool. It's a really great version. It's got everything there. Um, and then beyond that, the Japanese have to go on better, don't they? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have seen that. I mean, Dad's got to sample it I today. Saw it today. For the first time, but I had to go to the lengths of some such a friggin' Yu Suzuki notice had so much of my cash that I ended mm-hmm. up buying uh, an old 3DS and then going on the Japanese eShop and having to buy Japanese yen uh, mm-hmm. at a high exchange mm-hmm. rate and then downloading the bloody games. But um, I think there's probably obviously a pirate version that you can do it a lot easier, but I'll. I'll I'll that. find out. Somehow. Yeah, you dazzle, <laughs> dazzle, find out. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but Japan got a downloadable version of it as well, mm-hmm. where they added some extras in there. So they included instead of the standard characters, it had all of the old Sega history classics characters in there. Awesome. So you could choose from um, the Hang On guy. Space Area Dude, uh, the, the, the the Beast from Alter Beast, Flagman, uh, all of the characters from Streets of Rage, 
Um, I'm just looking at it now. It's still playing uh, on the machine. Alex Kidd is on mm-hmm. there. Sh- the Shinobi wow. dudes on there. So there's all these different characters that you can choose, and then the actual music to the uh, stages A through to E are things like remixes of the outrun music, Space Harrier music, uh, and things like that. So it's just a little bit extra that um, you can get if you can get hold of the Japanese version. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, it just adds a little bit of something. So, something so are you sure it's never, it's never come out here at all? No, definitely not, no. It's only available on a Japanese Bugger. eShop. Uh, and you've got to get a Japanese account and uh, and download it before it, you know, disappears into obscurity, and you you don't never see it see it again. So um, yeah, the Galaxy Force Woman's on there. You know, this it's cool. Yeah. It's just a little. It's a little different. The game's no different, but the characters are a bit, bit. You know, it's a bit of a change. The music's a bit different. The taunts are funny. You know, because each character's got a slightly mm. weirder taunt to it and whatever. It's the Japanese doing what they do, isn't it? They always go and get to that next level and bloody, you know, want you to go and buy an import version or something. So You know, it was good. I'm just looking on Amazon for the, the European um, release of it. I can get it from Amazon for £16. And that's a nice that's compilation good. that's on that. Yeah, so yeah. So Altered Beast, Altered Beast, Sonic the Hedgehog, Pio Pio, Power Drift, Fantasy Zone 2, Thunderblade, yes, and uh, Galaxy Force 2 as well. So that's, for 16 quid, I'm going to be buying that, guys. Yeah, that's good, yeah. yeah. And the rest of the games, um, from the first Japanese cart, are, they are available in Europe through download only. Right. So you can download them as individual games. They're only like £6 each, something, okay. something like that. So, Outrun cool. and, and so on and so on. But... Yeah, definitely. Uh, what, what I mean, Daz, you you don't like the game, but but what did you think to the uh, 3DS version, that special edition? It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> I was yeah. Again, the controls I thought were meh, mediocre, <laughs> but um, it was. It, yeah. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was quite fun. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what. How does the like... 3DS? Sorry. Sorry. Go go go. Uh, Good. I was just wondering how the 3D the, the 3D perspective works on the 3DS with it. Does it look quite cool, or is it just more gimmicky? Yeah, you know, that, that was what I was just about to mention because it's criminal okay. not to. If you drop it in 3D mode, it really adds a cool depth to the tracks because wow. this game, with all of those different level, you know, layers of track in it, when you put like distance, when you put it in 3D mode, it basically expands the distance that you're looking at. And it mm-hmm. spreads it out, and the that effect is like, I don't know. It's kind of like I think if you use Suzuki three D technology, he would have he would have used it to do it. Mm. You know that stereoscopic uh, effect. He would have used mm-hmm. it from day one because it just adds that little bit of depth. And because it's power drift, you play it on the Amiga or anything else, the corners come up too quick. They're not they're like ridiculous bends. You can't react in time. It, it's an annoying game. When you play on the 3DS with stereoscopic mode in place, it becomes like a normal racer almost. Yeah. You can see the bends coming up. You can react to it. It feels like it's that's how it was always meant to be. Um, so if you if you like Power Drift, go and check it out on that because it is it's a dream. It's a bit of a dream to play it. 
Um, it might even convert the people who don't like it. Damn. You know, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. But, but yeah. you know what? It needs, it needs, it needs that Japanese update though. Yeah, That's to make it does. a bit different as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it's a real cool version. Um, I think it's one of the best. It's definitely the the best version out there. If you want to play Power Drift today, go and play it on that. If you want to really play it, which I'd love to do, is play that that um, deluxe cab. Because I think unless you've played it on that, you haven't really seen how it was meant to be played. Yeah. And that's something I've yeah. still yet to do. So, yeah. Hey. So, I think that's um, that's pretty much it, guys, isn't it, from a review point of view? That's it, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, that's turdworthy. What's, what's the... What gets you golden turd? I mean, Victor Marland came up with a new golden turd, didn't he? The diamond <laughs> what was encrusted, it again? The diamond encrusted turd for the turd, yeah. for, for the conversion that tried to do something different but failed really badly at it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, from all that I played, yeah. I'd probably give the turd to the arcade version, but I can't do Ooh. that. Hey, hey, we're going to get one review, reviews of one for this. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, probably the PC Engine one. I think. Um, I think for what the machine can do, I thought it was. Dis- I thought it was disgraceful. Absolutely disgraceful. I think it could have did better. Look, I, I probably would have picked Specky or Amiga or Atari ST, but unfortunately, I didn't get to play those. Yeah. Uh, Amstrad was just disappointing. Yeah. But again, I don't expect much out of that machine, so <laughs> I can't really call it a turd worthy. So yeah, PC Engine for me, unfortunately, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know wow. you'd probably disagree, but <laughs> no, I just what, what do you think? Yeah. The the best and the worst, mate. What's the what's the top of the tree? Best, the, the turd. Best for, best for me. Oh, what do you mean for turds or the best? Oh, the best that I enjoyed. Turd. Yeah, yeah. What's your best version that you played? Oh, six sixty four for sure. Six sixty four. Okay. And Saturn, Saturn close second. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. All right, Kingy, what about yourself? The third will still go to the the DOS version. That's <laughs> that's just you know it's a stinking fly ridden jobby that version. <laughs> there's flies, uh, there's flies licking it. Yeah, buzzing flies having a time of their life doing the backstroke and all the rest and the synchronised music. It's just so unfinished, so incomplete that at least all the other versions tried to cram something in and not yeah. bloody log cabins um, by the, the, the dozen by the dozen at either side of the road. It just yeah. it looked crap and I didn't enjoy it. It just done nothing for me. So that by far that gets that. For if you want to say, you know, I would say more a deep fried jobby with lovely batter over it would be the Commodore one. I'm not mean it's it's the best of the bad bunch. It's it's, it's damn good, you know. It's worthy of note that for the limitations on the machine, that's the one to play, and you will enjoy it if you just sit down and give it a chance. For me, for that. What about the golden curly pube? What would that what what <laughs> what <version> would that be? <laughs> that can only be the spectrum then. <laughs> you know, but uh, I guess the golden curly ginger person's pube, you know. So. 
<laughs> like a rusty Brillo pad being left on the sink for two days. <laughs> uh, I think I think the top of the tree for me is obviously like if you can go out and get it, get the 3DS version. If you want to be that you know the odd one out, go and get the Japanese 3DS version. For me, my golden turd for the um, for Power Drift was the Amiga. It tried really hard with the graphics, but just played like a big golden turd. Yep. Yeah, it was terrible. Yep. And the music, oh, ouch. Horrid. Ouch. Horrid. <laughs> Horrid. <laughs> okay. All right. Do you guys want a bit of competition time? Go for it. Let's rock and roll. Let's rock and roll. Okay. So, magazine review time, guys. So, Eww. let's see what we got. So, we've got a few magazines. I've got one, two, three. Oh, plenty of magazine reviews here. Um, okay. Zap. Zap sixty four magazine. We'll go for Kingy first as your um, the guest Kingy. Yeah, you know, you've probably done that. You did this before, didn't you? I think. Yeah, played this yeah, before, Ricky. Yeah, before. we we invent. I was on the, the the maiden voyage of you deciding to do this. <laughs> yeah. So Zap sixty four reviewed it in November nineteen eighty nine. Okay, and they gave it a score. Kingy, what did what score did they give it? You know what? They're going to praise this because they got a decent racer for once on the Commodore. So I, I reckon it scored as a zap, as a zap. I've got a stutter with as a zap, a zap sizzler. <laughs> and I'm going to give it ninety-two. Ninety-two. Okay. Ninety-two. All right, Daz. The C64. You know, this is your baby. You can't let Kiki okay. be here. Yeah, this is, this is <laughs> high hopes. I'll go. Toy, I'll go. I'll go ninety. Wah, wah. <sighs> Mate, 94. Oh, yeah, wow. you were sir. both close. Yeah. You were both really close. But um, Kingy, yes, it was 2% off. Uh, K- Kingy wrote right. me last time. He's going to write me again. <laughs> 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 uh, in that washing machine box. <laughs> in that washing machine box. On spin, on spin cycle, mate. <laughs> 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 While watching the Smurfs. <laughs> <laughs> Superlative high-speed off-road action set in the incredible fast pace for the rest of the following this Christmas. Oh, November 1989. Okay, here we go. We're going to go for the... S- okay, we've done the C64. Let's maybe let's have a look at another one. I think a lot of these are Commodore 64 ones, but uh, anyway. Let's see if there's an Amigo one or something. <laughs> we seem to have a lot of reviews. Uh, okay, here we go. All right. ASM Magazine. Actual Software Market in November 1989. Daz, what did they give Power Drift? Yeah, and what, we've got no idea what version it is, so it's oh, a random well, that guess. <laughs> that doesn't help me. Oh, geez. No, a- ASM. It could be the Amstrad, maybe. ASM. The actual software is. market. Uh, well, French Amstrad, yeah, I reckon. I'll say 45. 45. Okay, Kingy, what do you think? 
You know what? There's no way that Armstrong people are going to give any of their games a low score like that. I'm, I'm not. That's way too low. They were, especially in France, they were proud of the Armstrong. Yeah. Very, very proud. But that's I'm if we're to, talking about the Amstrad. That's if we're talking about the Amstrad. If it is, that's what I'm going to go for. Well, I. 85. I'm going to say 85. 85. Okay, Kingy takes you. It's 77. Oh, wow. Yeah. For the Missy version. Yeah, the uh, Power Drift is the, the best. best uh, I guess. Uh, the Sega Games, the spiel. <laughs> Get it. I, ASM, was it? <laughs> ASM, yeah. Exactly. The actual okay. software market. All right, now I reckon Kingy will recognise this one. The Games Magazine. Oof. Yeah, you remember that one? I, bought, I remember it. Yeah, I bought a few. I bought a few copies of that over the years. I think here and there. Shot lived, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah, the Games Magazine again, the C sixty four version. What was your score, Kingy? Oh, what will I give that? Oh, you know what? I think it's a revered game on the Commodore. Yeah. You're saying Commodore, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's not going to kiss its butt as much as that did because that was always good. <laughs> I'm not mean that in a bad way, but you know, it was it gave games high scores. Yeah. Ninety. Ninety. Yeah. Okay, Daz. Remember, this is C64. What do you think? Games Magazine. Did you get that in Australia? No, it doesn't sound familiar. Games. Didn't get games. games you could read. Nah. Yeah. Uh, I'll get 85 again. 85. Okay, the score from Games Magazine UK. Uh, it said, playing similarly to the Commodore Boogie Boy, mm-hmm. but with fast Buggy 24 Boy, yeah. 3D graphics somehow crammed into a single load, Power Drift is worth every penny. 92. Oh, oh, again. <laughs> you, sir, have been owned. <laughs> Bad. And you've been smashed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, so what's that now, score-wise? Three loser. Three, <laughs> Three <laughs> zero. Very nice. Three zero, isn't it? <laughs> loser. That's it. I'm going to re-edit this whole podcast. It's just, it's just going to be a me and you tag. So it's going to be quiet. It's going to be quiet when Kingy talks. All right. We'll, we'll, see if we can, we'll see if you can reprieve yourself, Daz. Okay. Okay. Ace, okay. Ace Magazine, Advanced Computer Entertainment. Did you ever pick yeah. them up, Kingy? Ace? Uh, no, I, I just read them on the shelf. Um, I, d- I didn't bother buying that at the time. Yeah, I think I, I didn't like it. No, Ace, yeah. Was that more of a serious magazine? I can't think that. I think I saw it. Is that the one that does it out of 1,000 or something like that, the oh, score? No, the no, score no. Just still give it out of 100 on this one. But um, they reviewed it in 1989. Ace magazine. Um, they're talking about the C64 version here. Okay, in some of the discussion. Um, okay, so what is your score? So it will be Daz first. Ace Magazine, c Well, guess what? I'll go 90%. Yeah, it's going to pull 90%. Okay. I'll, I'll take King is 90%. It's probably going to backfire, but... Right, because Ace didn't stick exclusively to the Commodore, right, it was a multi-platform magazine, am I correct? Yeah. 
I'm I mean, they mentioned the C64 version. Yeah. But yeah, they did review others as well. Yeah, I'm not going to think it done as highly. I'm going to go for 70, 75. 75. 75. Okay. Well, they said more of an interpretation of the original coin op than a direct conversion mm-hmm. attempt. Okay. Yeah, so that's fair enough. Yeah, this mm-hmm. plays dividends in the gameplay as the road layouts are far more playable. That's, that probably rings true in what you've been saying. Particularly mm-hmm. the absence of the crossovers. Animation is competent in the C64 version, making for an absorbing race game. Gave it 72. Oh, are you we- fucking serious? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about the sweaters. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, mate. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's in for a 4 0. He's in for a 5 0 five defeat here, Kingy. You ready? Alright, man. I can't get a break here. That was a common sense one. You gave that far too high in a multi platform magazine. <laughs> I know, I know. You did. I threw a curveball there, Daz, and sorry, mate. I led you down the wrong path. Alright. <laughs> but come on. He said 75 and it was 72. It's like, what the hell? You know what? If it said 80, 84. You know, uh, 80, 82, I'd say, okay. But he's at 72. Far out. Oh, man. You ready? You ready? <sighs> this isn't it? Gonna... Uh, all right, come on. Oh, you ready? This. this is funny. This is funny. <laughs> okay. Commodore Format reviewed it in 1991. So it was a re-release. Okay. I should know this. Budget re-release. Remember, kicks or whatever it was back then. Yeah. They did a budget re-release. Okay, I'm going to take you through a little bit about it <laughs> give you lead you down the wrong path. Uh, great mm-hmm. the first time round, and if you missed it then, you mustn't miss it now. A classic racing game. Oh, and there's a little sub-note. Note, the 41% score was written in error, and the correct score was given in a later issue. <laughs> All right, interesting. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Commodore format, December 1991, re-release. Kingy, over to you for a 5-0 whitewash. 89%. 89%. What do you think, Taz? 90. <laughs> Again. <laughs> <laughs> Kingy holds his head super high. It's 81. Oh, freaking hell. <laughs> Ah, he's down for your next number. <laughs> I feel sick. That's five zero. That's the worst. It's got to be a forfeit for getting whipped like that. And it's his favourite version. Oh, ridiculous. I've got a forfeit for you. I do have a forfeit for you. You've, got to, you've now got to get a big cardboard box and make a power drift cab out of it and photograph it and cheat it, okay? Uh, if I find a cardboard box that big, I'll do it. Okay. That's a deal. If. If. Uh, dear. Now, well Funny. done, mate. Well done. Uh, well done. There's still salesmen in top washing machine boxes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was funny. All right, I think we're, I think we've done Power Drift. Uh, I think we've done it proud, guys. I really don't think there's a great deal else that we haven't unearthed about the game or, uh, or discussed there. So, um, uh, I'll have a quick. Did we cover all versions? 
besides uh, Tari's T. Uh, Kingy mentioned Which we did cover it, it's just the same years. almost. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, I think uh, I think we covered pretty much them all. Um, uh, for sure. Let's see if there's I think any, the only thing I, there is a little bit. There is a couple of bit most, bits more trivia that I can um, quickly run through. Go for it. Yeah. Before we mm-hmm. wrap it up. Um, okay, so there was something around the billboards of this game. So I think what I'll do, I'll quickly. There you go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. So. Okay, oddly enough, this is from Wikipedia, the billboards in the game contain an ad for the well-known Coca-Cola soft drink, the now-defunct real-life Chicago radio station WLAK94, a sign showing Popeye holding a mug full of beer with a text next to him that reads seafood and beer. (laughs) Some random shit here. A real estate (laughs) sign saying sold. With the name of the Australian real estate company Max Christmas. Does have you ever heard of them? No. No. And for Los Angeles furniture store Victory Furniture, each uh, using each entity's then current real life fonts and signage. This might have been an in joke amongst the designers, or they might have been inspired from seeing Western advertisements in magazines. So there you go. There's a bit of random stuff on the road that you never see because it's going that fast. It's like a blur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, pretty much it. Um, so time for a rap, guys. I think I'm not a mm-hmm. oh. rap. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Dash, you want to do the honors? <sighs> yes, it's rock. All right, bye. Nah. <laughs> uh, thanks, everyone, for for listening in. Thank you, Kingy. Oh, you're welcome. For thanks us. for having me on again. For joining us. No, great. And uh, everyone uh, that listens in, if you can, that would be great if you can uh, give us a review on Facebook, um, also on iTunes. If you have an Apple product, that would be great. Yay! All right, Kingy, uh, over to you, mate. Any shout-outs yeah, well, or anything you'd like to share? Yeah, thanks for having me, lads. Much appreciated as usual. And um, if anyone wants to hear more on racing games, I suppose, which includes Power Drift um, over at my main channel with the guys from RGDS, I do one episode with uh, Paul Driscoll on the history of racing. Part one is up and we're currently doing research for part two coming up very soon as well. So, um, if this is your thing, give it a go. Have a listen. Yep. Uh, very good. Very good. All right. Yeah. So from me, uh, big thanks, big thank you again, Kingy, to you. Sorry for the delay for one week there, messing everything about. Sorry. Um, really enjoyed it, and uh, Daz again, it's been a cracker. Um, yes. uh, Kingy, your stories and anecdotes have been brilliant. We always love it. <laughs> you are welcome Cheers. back. You are welcome back anytime. Um, yeah, big thank you to everybody who listens in. Um, if you want to check us out on Facebook, like Das says, head over to the Facebook page. We'll put lots of trivia and jokes and, and fun things about video games on there to check out. Um, big thank you to Chris White over at um, reassembler.blogspot. Go and check out his website. If you love sprite scaler games, 
he uncovers everything to, uh, to be known about them. Uh, so go and check his out his blog. Um, it's so cool. Uh, we got a lot of uh, info from there. And uh, thanks for everybody for taking part and uh, and getting involved and listening. In. Yeah. Give us a vote. Not a bad one. Not a bad one. Not, 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 not a guy from Portugal. <laughs> Portugal now. <laughs> Marco. I always forget his name. We always like to give Marcos a, uh, a little message. <laughs> he still hasn't answered my, no, my he message. Hasn't, no, he hasn't. <laughs> it probably feels bad. So, yeah, with that, yeah. Well, um... We'll end it off with a fine tune. The beeper version of um, Power Drift theme off the ZX Spectrum 48K. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck with that. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure sure I'll find a good remix somehow. If not, I'll grab the C64 end theme for this one. Cool. All right, nice one. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, Kingy. (laughs) Cheers. Thanks, Daz. See you again. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.